The State Department has reopened more than a dozen passport service offices across the country as part of its Phase 1 reopening plan. Those reopenings brought back nearly half of the passport service's employees to confront a backlog of nearly 2 million passport applications. They've accumulated since late March. But the State Department has also sent in employees from other parts of the agency to help with that backlog. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me now with the latest. Jory, let's uh, talk about this backlog because I guess you have to be in the office to do it. Tell us what's going on there. For the most part, passport specialists that are coming back to the office now, their top priority is still dealing with cases where people need a passport for cases that are a matter of life or death. They need that passport within the next 72 hours. So they are focusing on that on a rolling basis right now. But in the meantime, they're also dealing with a backlog of 1.7 million passport applications. Those date back to March when passport services, for the most part, essentially shut down. Now, that sounds like a pretty high number, and it is, uh, but for a little context, we heard from Assistant Secretary for Consular Affairs, Carl Risch. He told reporters in a conference call last Friday that that number, while scary, is only slightly higher than what the Bureau of Consular Affairs normally processes in about a month. We are used to scaling up our operations to meet increased demand. As of yesterday, close to half of the passport workforce has now returned to our facility. And we've also deployed more than 150 staff from other parts of our organization to support the critical task at hand. While there are a number of factors that lie outside of our control, the virus itself being one of them, we anticipate that with current staffing levels, we can process several hundred thousand applications per week. Assuming current trends hold, this capacity will only continue to grow. Although this nationwide disruption in business as usual is unprecedented, Our dedication to issuing Americans' passports as quickly and securely as possible is not. That was Assistant Secretary of State for Consular Affairs, Carl Risch. And for a little extra context there, Tom, the State Department typically processes about 18 million passports a year and handles about 200,000 applications in an average week. I guess the question now is who's going anywhere anyhow that needs a passport at the moment? We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And so they did decide at the State Department to reopen their passport offices. What led them to do that first of all the possibilities? Right. Well, you you just said, you know, who's traveling right now. But it is interesting. The State Department in late May outlined their three phase plan for reopening passport services. And since writing that story in late May, I have gotten tons of emails asking that very question, when are passport services reopening? And I imagine the State Department is in a very similar situation hearing from the public on reopening those facilities. Meanwhile, earlier this month, Senator James Langford led six other senators in writing a letter really concerned about this backlog. They were saying that the State Department is not in a state of a government shutdown. And in fact, they gave the State Department and other agencies billions of dollars in the CARES Act specifically to keep them operating. So they were pressing Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to look at opportunities to keep passport services going even during the pandemic. As we have been pointing out, it's not that the government is shut. It's just the government offices are shut. But to apply for a passport, sometimes you need to go in in person, I guess. Although, can people still do it online? 
customers still need to make an online appointment to come into offices and hand in their sensitive documents, their birth certificates, their social security numbers, things that they need for someone to look over and see in person and determine their authenticity. It's almost like you had to bring in all this stuff to the motor vehicle office to get the DHS compliant driver's licenses that we all had to go through, a similar type of process. All right, so they're reopened now, these passport service offices. What happens if there's another spike in coronavirus cases for state or in the public? Right. The State Department, for the most part, is still figuring that part out. The passport services reopening is part of a larger phase one reopening for the State Department. And that can bring up to 40% of the agency's total workforce back into the office. Uh, But that comes with its own asterisk. They're really basing the success of this phase on phases two and three, and so up to 40%, but they are expecting, you know, maybe 20, 25 as one other side of the outcome here. Zooming back in on the Bureau of Consular Affairs, Reese said that his bureau is working on a contingency plan for the fall if there is a spike in cases. We are developing a plan as, again, dealing with a tremendously unpredictable environment around the pandemic will allow us, we hope, to still develop a strategy that we continue to work on in looking at what could happen in the future if we see a need to start removing employees from the workplace again. But we hope that that won't have to happen, and we're looking at ways to be more resilient if we are faced with these challenges in the future. So that was Assistant Secretary of State for Consular Affairs, Carl Risch. Now, these passport services employees, what were they doing during the time when the offices were closed and they were presumably teleworking? In the vast majority of cases, passport specialists were out on weather and safety leave. As we were saying before, telework is just really not an option here. Although I spoke to several members of the National Federation of Federal Employees, or NEFI, they represent more than 1,200 passport specialists across the country. And in speaking with them for a little context here, they were saying that more than a decade ago, some of their members were in talks with the State Department about this very issue, the possibility of telework for some of their employees, specifically for remote adjudication, the idea of all the middle steps between when that customer drops off their paperwork in an office and when they physically get that booklet, everything in between there. uh, What that really hinges on is some large-scale IT modernization that has largely been on the back burner for years and years now. Rish said that passport services really is just the type of work that requires employees to be in the office. The passport process does not lend itself so easily to telework. Passport specialists must take added steps to safeguard Americans' private information. They must ensure your important documents, like birth certificates, remain secure at all times. This means only reviewing them in secure government facilities. The U.S. passport itself is a secure document, and it must be printed, manufactured, in secure government facilities to protect national security. Again, that is uh, Assistant Secretary for Consular Affairs, Carl Risch. And of course, the facility in which they are actually manufactured is the government publishing office, not the State Department. And they are also working with limited staff and so on. So we'll have to check with them to see if they're churning out those passport booklets. And Jory, what are the passport services employees themselves saying about returning? Are they glad to do this? You know, there's a lot of mixed emotions going on here in speaking with some of the passport specialists that are represented by NEFI. 
they were saying that the career management, the folks in passport services, they have been listening to their concerns and they have been cautious in reopening these facilities. PPE continues to be an issue, but they are well stocked there, ensuring that customers wear masks when they come into common areas. Same goes for employees who are working in person now. Where the concern really comes in is with some of the political leadership putting pressure to expedite this reopening at the undersecretary for management level on down. Really, I've been told, feeling some pressure from that letter from Senator Langford and company asking why this has been in a state of stasis for so long. To give you an example of that, Bureau of Consular Affairs employees were told on June 8th that they would be coming back into the office on June 11th. So you can imagine they've been in this stasis for months and months now, and then only get three days to prepare for coming back into the office for for the foreseeable future. Got it. So you have to run to the dry cleaners in a hurry so you can dress for work. Federal, (laughs) by the way, I checked my own passport and I still have a few years till it expires. Hopefully this will pass before then. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out all his ongoing coverage of State Department and other agencies at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.